0: Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Gina. And I'm Evo. Happy Friday, Evo.
1: Happy Friday, Gina. I haven't said that in a while.
0: You know, when we got down here today, I said to myself, this feels weird. Yeah.
1: It's good to be back, though.
0: It is. We actually, this is over 120 episodes, and I would say that from 120 episodes, we've never taken a break as long as we did. No and it couldn't have been at a better time. We had some things happen in the month of June that were un- unexpected but definitely it felt great to not have to worry about yeah. having this responsibility and we were able to really focus on that because it was definitely needed.
1: So you took it so you you had a you had a job that you took Yes, I had it. That was I, a very pretty long job and yeah so, it was
0: two weeks yeah. and i was gone you know all day every yeah, day and
1: that makes it very difficult when you take those jobs because you're yeah you're gone for the most part of the day uh to do that and to do the show so we thought we'd take a break and while that happened um my father has been deteriorating in health for many years now and it just so happened that within that break that we took my father passed so yeah um uh, I guess it couldn't happen at a better time because we didn't have to abruptly stop the show. We were already yeah. we're not recording and uh I was we were able to deal with that in private uh, without it having to like interject in what we were doing. Did I say that right? Interject? Intervene. Intervene is what yeah. I meant to say. So yeah, may he rest in peace. Um he was a fighter and he was fighting till the end and mm. I know that now he no longer has to do that anymore and I'm sure he's probably very happy for it. So we're all Um, good now
0: i wasn't expecting you to say that so quickly yeah yeah you kind of took me by surprise
1: oh yeah i you know i've um i've come to terms with it i'm happy for him now you know i I, you know i i want to say that i prepared myself for this for a very long time because i was handling all of my dad's affairs yeah you know so being at the forefront of everything that was happening i could kind of foresee you know what was looming in the horizon and um I thought it would be smart to just kind of get myself ready, and to not let it blindside me, and to know that it was part of life, and that you know he lived a very long life, and it was just a part of reality, you know. So when it happened, of course there was the grieving portion of it that I just couldn't have couldn't have anticipated, um, and once I went through that, um, there was a sense of relief that came over me. To know that he wasn't suffering anymore. Because I know that, that towards the end, there was quite a bit of that going on. So, and um, mm-hmm. as I mentioned, he was a fighter. He fought tooth and nail. All his staff and, you know, all the medical attention that he got. I mean, if <laughs> I got constant phone calls from, you know, from the nursing home and the hospital. How he was just being uh, combative and all this other stuff. Because he just didn't like people messing with him. Um, so he no longer has to deal with any of that anymore, and I'm, I'm, I find peace in that.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that. Actually, that is the first time that you have shared anything publicly about your father. We have not said anything on social media or any of the platforms where we share our content. So, honestly speaking, you kind of took me by surprise, and uh, I'm proud of you.
1: Thank you, thank you. It's uh, it's been a long road, and. I'm glad that um I'm glad with, with you know, with the way things have turned out overall. Yeah. You know, so all right.
0: On the uh, on the flip side, we also have some good news. Uh, yeah. this episode is actually sponsored by Faux Spot in Edison, New Jersey. We're excited to say that because it is a place that we love to go to. So if you want the best pho you've ever had you need to go to this place in Edison, New Jersey. I called it Faux spot, but then I guess it would be pho spot.
1: Yeah, well, it's supposed to be like with a question, like, like pho. pho. So, <laughs> um, and if you do go, definitely try their beef stew if they have it on the menu. I think they because yeah, it's
0: it's it Yeah, it, because it's a special item. Yeah. So they don't always have it because they have a special person come in and make the beef stew of pho. Uh, and if not, you can also have the Vietnamese crepe which absolutely oh is mind-blowing So good, yeah but i don't want to get too distracted <laughs> here i just wanted to say that that they sponsored this episode so shout out to Fuzz spot in edison new jersey so today we are talking about relationship advice for men
1: well we're kind of like continuing our mm-hmm our episode from the well, our last episode. I want, I, I, I almost wanted to say to last the, week, right? Mm-hmm. Like, is this just something that we would normally say? Yeah, we're continuing from our last episode. The last episode was about relationship advice for women. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't want to leave out the men in this situation because, uh, you know, I guess that it was just kind of be fucked up, right?
0: I mean, I guess, yeah, we want to give men some insight too. Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, we gotta, you know, we gotta.
0: We got to mix it up?
1: Yeah, we got to mix it up a bit. Thank you.
0: You know what's interesting, though, and I will say is that um, I go on a lot of other podcast pages, people that are giving advice relationship-wise, and I tend to notice that when there's a really positive message being brought to the table people will write things like we need more stuff like this, we need more content like this. This is the messages that we really need to hear. But then there'll be less comments and less engagement on less engagement on posts like that. Mm-hmm. But when I see really toxic shit, yeah. is when people are like commenting frantically. So I want to give people the things that they claim that they want to hear, but at the same token I don't want to make it scandalous just to have people listen so i yeah
1: spectacle of it right
0: so i really hope that this information that we're going to give you you really take it and you know i guess digest it and absorb it because this is coming from two people that have been together over 20 years we have been married for 13 years so i think that when it comes to relationship advice
1: we got a little experience just a little bit just just
0: just maybe we got a little experience
1: (laughs) we could take you through the trenches you know know? (laughs) like we can be your guide
0: right uh, let your conscience be your guide. Let your is what, conscience is be, be your, your guide, guide is what my brain said. So, let us take you
1: through the emotional roller coaster of relationships.
0: <laughs> so I'm gonna start us off, and the first thing that I want to talk about when it comes to relationship advice for men is learn to sweat the small stuff. And what I mean by that is to pay attention, pay attention to the things that your women are doing or your woman is doing, saying. And maybe behaving, exuding. So some ways that I think that it's really helpful for men to do this is to listen for cues that your woman may be saying to you, but she may be doing it very indirectly. So an example of that is, let's say your woman comes home from a long day of work and she sits on the couch and she goes, man, I had a really long day. My feet are killing me. What do you think... Would be an awesome thing to do in that example. If your woman came home and said that, I'm gonna put you on the spot. You I mom. mean,
1: you know the the poetic thing to do would be to give her a foot massage. Right? Yeah,
0: so that's what I mean by a cue. And why do you say the poetic thing?
1: Because I, th- I feel like most guys would be like, "You give give her some Motrin," yeah. you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I could just hear it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, I, you know. I think, though, you know, the attentive thing to do, right, mm-hmm. would be to uh, create an experience out of it, right? Really show her that, you know, that you're willing to, to soothe and ease the pain and mm-hmm. that, you know, that you're willing to go right to the source of it. But, you know, is every guy going to do that?
0: No, but this is why I'm giving men advice. And I think that sometimes these cues go unnoticed or unheard.
1: So what's a guy to do if he had a long day. Mm -hmm. What if they both had a long day and she's complaining about her feet hurting? You know, he's Mm -hmm. really tired. You know, what do do you feel like should happen in a situation like that?
0: Well, in a situation like that, I think that there is a balance and that's something that you and I go through Mm -hmm. very often. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's more of like choosing your battles, I guess, per se, and putting yourself in moments of saying to yourself, I am too tired at this particular moment and let's see if you are mentally willing to go there if even if you're not really in the correct i guess mindset yeah so you may want to bring yourself there because if i'm being like completely real there's been many times in our relationship where that that exact scenario has played yeah, out that's you and exactly i have both I had that. a long work day yeah. but we will still ask each other for things in hopes of our partner being able to meet that expectation because we are experiencing maybe some level of exhaustion. And there are many times that you are willing to do that for me and I'm willing to do Mm -hmm. that for you. I will say, though, I heard a really good piece of advice the other day that I will, you know, share... There was a gentleman on another podcast and I'm sorry, I don't remember the guy's name, but, you know, I'm going to carry his advice forward. And he said every time his wife asked him for something or asked him to do something before he went into that whole like, oh, and, you know, being annoyed at the maybe task that she was asking him to do for her or the small gesture he started to do this thing where he counted how long it took him to actually do what it is that his wife asked him to do. And in turn, it made him realize that a lot of the things that she was asking him to do would take him minimal amount of time. Mm -hmm. And he realized that if he is in a truly loving relationship with his partner, then those things amount to such a small fraction of the time that you actually are spending with your partner. Yeah. so gave him a sense of a sense of like a way to say, this really is almost nothing,
1: yeah. I think it's I think it's a great opportunity for a man to show a woman that he loves her right it's a it's a it's a great way for him to express to her that here's something that I'm doing for you because it's because I know you love this. Mm-hmm. right? So for example, I hate Vicks, hate it with a passion. Right? I I just don't like it. I don't like the smell of it. It doesn't do nothing for me. I've never used it um, growing up for anything. Gina loves it. She loves the smell of menthol. She loves to. She loves to. Um, you know.
0: Why are you putting my? Why you put Because I, I'm going somewhere with
1: this, right? <laughs> and she will constantly ask me to rub. You know, she has like a tiger bomb that has like, you know, has menthol stuff in it. Uh, she has this other lotion that's like, you know, healing for her hand. That's, you know, that uh, has like, I think eucalyptus in it, which is kind of menthol. And even Vicks at times, which is like my 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 arch nemes- enemy, my ne- my nemesis, right? And I hate it, but I'll still do it for her. Mm-hmm. I'll still massage her because I know that she loves it. And it's not about me. It's about me giving her something that she loves. And I take those opportunities, I take those times as an opportunity for me to do something for her that's special to her. Even though I don't like it, even though it's not my thing, I know that she will appreciate it. And I think that, you know, listening to your woman in those cases, rather than feeling annoyed about it, it's a great time to see it as an opportunity to dis- to display to them the things that they love to have done to them. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, it's... It's a great way to like really change your perspective because I can see how people might you know a man might be annoyed you know like oh god you know here we go again you know or like why well, you know I don't want to do that you yeah. know or like I don't I, maybe they don't want to pay attention because they're the have them having to pay attention is going to require them to do things that they probably really don't want to do.
0: Well, in that regard. I think you have said this many of the times, the basis of a relationship is to relate to your partner. Exactly. If you want to, if you want to relate to your partner, there are going to be moments in a relationship where your partner is going to have needs and your partner is going to have desires and your partner is going to have wants. And there is going to be an expectation, you being their significant other, that those needs, wants and desires are met through you. So if you're not understanding that there will be that expectation and you're immediately going to try to avoid those experiences with your partner, then maybe a relationship is not something that you should be seeking.
1: You know, some people aren't willing to put themselves in an inconvenient position for the lack of, you know, of building a fruitful relationship with somebody.
0: Well, then I think that in that case that there's a little bit more digging to do within that person i think actually you're going to get into that a little bit later i don't want to jump ahead because if that is the case then that person may be experiencing and i may be assuming but that may be a trend in that person's life them lacking the ability to commit to something and meeting the expectations of whatever that commitment Mm -hmm. is
1: yeah. Right. Yeah, that's okay. definitely a good possibility.
0: Um, just one other example that I would like to give is um, if your partner, another cue that you can <laughs> you can listen out to is if your partner is maybe expressing to you, or the woman in your life is expressing to you, that they have a lot on their plate. And that that can come in many different ways. It can come in, man, I have a lot to do tomorrow. I have a lot of errands to run. I think that's a great opportunity for you to listen into your partner and say, you know, how can I help? What what can I take off your list? Or maybe you actually know what your partner has to do. Ooh, excuse me. Hold on a second, sir. Um, Yeah. Come here, buddy. Come on. Um, we have a special guest. If you're listening to us, our cat Kylo decided to uh, grace us with his presence. So. If you happen to know what your partner has on their to-do list for that day, you can even go as far as just taking it off their plate before they even start their day. Perfect example, Evo, when I have to go to work on set, which tends to be 12 plus hour days, Evo gets up in the morning and he makes my coffee for me. And when I'm working sometimes far and he knows that maybe breakfast is not gonna be obtainable for me, he'll even make me breakfast.
1: And I help you take your stuff out to the car, car and see you off in the morning.
0: And these are things that he knows that I need.
1: And trust me, I don't want to do these things. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> this is, you know, all to make your morning a lot easier because I know how stressful you are, Yeah. Like, how stressed you get. And yeah. so it's just a it's Carrying, a like,
0: four bags yeah. out, I got a coffee in my hand, yeah, a it breakfast. it just gets
1: chaotic, and, you know, you kind of get a little frantic. And I know that me being up and helping you, get through that portion of the morning really kind of like eases the stress starting your day off, which, you know, nobody wants to start a day stressed out. Yeah, so... And we, I'm up in the morning anyway. Like yeah, I'm a morning person, so... Of course you are. Yeah.
0: But to go a little bit further, you can mm-hmm. even do things like take notes on things that your partner enjoys. And this is what I mean by paying attention. So, for example, going to use coffee as an example. Maybe your partner le- loves their coffee a specific way. Yeah. And if they've expressed it to you, once or twice make a note of it if you're tend to be the person that's maybe a little bit forgetful or you, or you yourself have a lot on a plate just jot it down in your notepad on your phone so that you could take a look back at it how how much do you love when i just roll up with a salted caramel brew from starbucks and i just surprise you with it because i know that you love that coffee and there's days that i know that you could really benefit from it so i just spring it upon you to me that is paying attention to the small stuff And listening out or, you know, looking for your partner or looking to give your partner little moments of like little moments of joy, sparking joy in them in the smallest ways.
1: In a way that wasn't asked for. And that's like unexpected.
0: But it's things that they, you know, that they love, but they maybe just haven't again directly verbalized it to you. They haven't been like, I love this type of tea. But maybe you've seen them consume it more than once. make a so it. So you're saying
1: in a nutshell, just find ways to be more thoughtful.
0: Well, be more thoughtful, but it's about being thoughtful in a way where you're you're not okay. I don't the reason why I'm saying to do things that your partner has shown interest in. So because you a man a man can think being thoughtful is bringing his wife home chocolate and flowers.
1: No, no, I'm saying I'm I'm just simplifying what you're saying is take notes, take notes on certain things. I,
0: I mean, physically take yeah, notes,
1: take notes on okay. certain things that your wife is expressing or your significant other is expressing that they're interested in, that yeah. they like. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, you know, routinely or spontaneously surprise them with those things. Yeah. You know, and and and, and make sure that they're accurately timed, you know, in a way that It's fitting for the moment. Yeah. You know, that those little things, they go a long way when it comes to a woman.
0: Yeah. If it's things like her favorite coffee order, her favorite um, cheat meal, you can even go as far as if your woman has a Pinterest account. Look at her boards. Check out the things that she's pinning. Mm -hmm. You learn a lot by the things that women pin. Um, I have several Pinterest boards, and I know many other women that do because I chat with my girlfriends all the time and we talk about these things. And the last thing is um ask questions for more details this is how you can pay attention just asking questions and i know that sounds super simplistic but i'll give you an example of a way that you may not even be thinking i myself like to read books maybe your woman does maybe she likes tv shows uh maybe she's doing something creative or she likes something creative or maybe she likes a particular clothing brand ask her why Why do you like this book? Why do you like this show? You'd be surprised to find out how that can give you more of an in-depth insight into your partner to really understand why it is that they like things. I'll use myself as an example. My favorite movie is Edward Scissorhands and I love that movie because I tend to find that I love dark beautiful characters. I then gravitate towards a lot of shows a lot of books that have these like dark beautiful characters. Um, Look at the paintings behind us. One of my favorite artists Dustin Ballard he makes dark beautiful characters. So these trends of Your partner's interest will then start to play out in other facets of their life. But if you're not taking notice, if you're not asking questions, you're going to bring them a gift or you're going to try to plan an event or you're going to try to um, do something special for them. And it just may fall short because you're not hitting it.
1: Yeah. So where they
0: really love.
1: That was something that I did. I noticed that you really like this artist. You expressed how much yeah you, enjoyed you got. drawings. Uh, yeah, and, and I got her all of these
0: for my birthday. For her
1: for her birthday. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah. Prime example. Yeah. So, Gentlemen, take note.
0: That, that literally take yeah. note. And with that, I turn it over to you, sir.
1: <laughs> well, those were all great and very helpful. Thanks. Yeah. Um. Uh, so my my advice to men is more so looking inward. Hmm. Rather than trying to pay attention to the details of, for, of your significant other or the relationships around you. Um, I definitely strongly advise that before you really seriously think about investing time into trying to build a relationship that one should build and have a relationship with themselves. Hmm. I've heard quite often through the years of us being in a relationship through many people that i've spoken to um the phrase yo i want what you got bro yeah you know i would you know i want i want to i want to live that life you know tell me tell me what i got to do to you know to to have a relationship like that you know what is it that you do how do you make that work and the short answer is I spent a lot of time building my building a relationship with myself. Okay. O- over the course of the years, I I looked I I did the over the course of the years I did I did one thing that I I think that was very helpful for me, as I as I grew as a person and as and that is with every relationship that I had. I actually looked back in those relationships and. Try to figure out what I could have did better in that relationship, and that's a that's a tough thing to do. You know, not a lot of people do that. When they break up in a relationship, they're always more or less, you know, focused on what that person did bad, and they use that as leverage to kind of like traject themselves out of that situation to move on to something different. Right. That's yeah. the fuel to the fire. Right. That's the, that's that's the that's the, the way they launch themselves out of it. I I don't like doing that because it takes the focus away about you know it's a relationship it was something that i did with someone else you know and mm-hmm. i and i'm i'm aware enough to know that i wasn't perfect in that situation and so i take a moment to like really reflect on the things that i did and how can i improve myself so that i don't make those mistakes in the next relationship moving forward mm. um and i think that that's a and it i think that's a perfect opportunity to really to really improve things that nobody else is going to point out for you Right. Because especially that person that you were with, they're gone. So there's nobody else to say, hey, like, you know, you could have potentially did better in this relationship in certain situations. It's it's all on you.
0: Yeah, because a lot of the times friends and family are going to be very team you. So they're just maybe going to look at it like, yeah, yeah, that person. Exactly.
1: And you're going to be in, a, you know, most of the time you're going to be complaining to your friends, mm-hmm. you know, and family about the things that your significant other did that really weren't uh i don't know the things that they did that you hated the most you know that you, you really you really didn't like it in the relationship the things that that they did that annoyed you the things that um the reason why you broke up with them yeah so All you're, that pa- stuff.
0: you're painting your picture like they were the problem yes primarily. and failing
1: to reflect on what part you played in that relationship you know i was i was willing to accept that i had room to improve you know and and i and i and i, and I did that by admitting my flaws By taking the time to look Mm. at the person in the mirror and talk to him on a regular basis. Like, yo, you fucked up. You know, you definitely could have did a lot better. And making sure that I tear that person down over time. Mm. So before, you know, if if you're not doing that, then I feel like you're just kind of bringing sabotage with you into the next relationship. You're not fixing anything about yourself so that you're a better person moving forward. I feel like that that was a that played a large part in the, you know who I was eventually when we met. You know, when we met you felt like I was just this person who was very sure of themselves. Very secure mm. of, you know, <sighs>
0: I'm just smiling because you're actually speaking a little bit about something that I'm gonna talk about later, and I'm so intrigued by what you're saying. But continue, oh, please. Okay. I'm sorry, I didn't. I, I hope you didn't think I was smirking well, for another reason. Yeah,
1: I just w- I was wondering where you know what that look was. Yeah. Um, yeah, you were very, you were very and uh, in, interested in like how focused I was and mm-hmm. how sure I was of my actions and how driven I was, um, and that's because I spent a lot of time adjusting. Who I was as a person, so that I no longer brought these these uh, these bad habits along with me into the into my next relationships. Wow! And so, you know, I asked my, I asked you know, a lot of you. How many of you are willing to do that? To look inward in the face of failure. How many of you are willing to, in that moment when you want to you want to feel the best about yourself in a situation that ended really bad? Are you willing to look at yourself and and admit and shed light on where you participated in the downfall of that relationship you know i feel like that almost like that is the best opportunity to expose something that should never exist in the first place Mm. so
0: when you say that it really brings me back to when we first started dating um and i was not mentally in the position that you were you were like you said you were very sure about yourself you were very confident about yourself and what that did was um, well it did a multitude of things one it like made me uber attracted to you uh but the second thing it did was it made me really evaluate the way that i saw things and the way that i did things and you know this that and for anyone that doesn't know, Evo and I story. We dated, and then we broke up, and then five years later, we got back together. Um, we started dating again, and within those five years, because of the experience that I had with you, it kind of changed. It didn't kind of. It for sure changed the trajectory of the way that I involved myself in relationships or dating with other men. I really was very clear about what I wanted and what I needed because I really understood myself because I walked away from that relationship in the beginning very woe was me. I was doing that like fuck this guy, fuck this shit. I can't believe that he doesn't want to be with me and as time passed I then reflected upon myself in that relationship and I realized that I misled you from the beginning. Took a really took a hard I took a hard look at myself and I was like not only was I lying to him I was lying to myself mm-hmm. um What's I, I want to say like 80% because initially I was very much in that initial position I was looking to date casually yeah. but the moment that I felt the feelings and the way that I wanted to do things shift I was not truthful about it with no, you, you and I was just kind of riding along, like, yeah, I'm st- this is cool. This is cool. We could just. This is cool. Until
1: one day I saw that twinkling guy, <laughs> and I was like, hmm, I've seen that before, and that's not like, supposed yeah, no, to I'm happen good. right
0: now. I was like, I'm good. I'm good. Like, yeah, I'm. I'm still doing me, <laughs> and it's all good. And Evil was like, No.
1: No, you're in love. You're in love. <laughs> And I got to go. <laughs> and I got to go.
0: So I made sure going forward that when I didn't feel a spark with someone, I didn't feel a connection with someone, I was very truthful with them. I was like, hey, listen, really, you know, this has been great. You're cool. Or, you know, give them a synopsis of who they were. And I would just, you know cut the cord.
1: And I think you you know, you built a lot of great relationships along the I way. I did
0: because I was so honest and true with them and I just was really sure about myself. I was really sure about what I needed at that time and how I wanted to integrate these people into my life. And if it didn't feel fitting for me, I was more than happy to say, "Hey, you're a great person, you know, like I enjoyed this time, but I don't feel like this is a right fit for me, so I'm going to have to, you know, I'm going to have to stop seeing you." And so many of the men that I dated really respected me for that because i was just so honest with them mm-hmm. i didn't i wasn't ghosting people i wasn't um you know w- what's that i wasn't leaving people without closure um, i was giving them all of that
1: leaving them on read
0: le- le- on read yeah um that was uh, that wasn't really a thing back then though. no i
1: know i'm just you know, more relating to the, to the <laughs> back people, then to the oh my now. god
0: i sounded real fucking old just now when I said that back then when we did T9 fucking texting on I mean, my fucking I mean you know, we was doing shit on back my in next day that
1: that just doesn't exist today so yeah. yeah there is a back then for us yeah um so yeah a great example on looking inward within within that took a lot a relationship a situation like that yeah it takes a lot right and so the message that i have in this in this is that when people say to me how do I get to where you are? Mm-hmm. Understand that going anywhere in life requires to pay a price. There's a price to pay for anything that you do in life. If you're going to go from here to there, whether it's it's going to cost you energy just to walk there, that's a price that you have to pay. In my specific situation, in order for me to become the person that I became, the price that I paid was being selfless and looking within myself to improve myself in the most important situations where I didn't want to. Mm. And if you're willing to pay that price, if you're willing to take your ego out of the picture and know and admit that you always have improving to do and seek those opportunities when they become present to improve yourself, then eventually what you will become is something that is so sharp and precise that the minute that the opportunity presents itself in front of you, you're going to cut it. You're going to cut right into it. Mm. And I mean this because once Gina and I became an item, I knew it. I was so sure of what I wanted in life at that point of who I was as a person and where I wanted to be in a relationship. And the things that I didn't want in a relationship that when she came about, it was that saying, that cliche saying like when you just know, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But you knew you knew because of all the work that you had you put I in knew before. yes
1: all the work that I had put in prior hand all the all the heartaches that I had been through, all the broken relationships, all the failed relationships that I went through, all of those opportunities that in those moments, I asked myself, what did I do wrong
0: yeah
1: where did where could I have been a better person, right, because there was a saying that I heard one time that you don't you don't look for a wife. You act you carry yourself as a husband and a wife will find you. So I tried to sharpen myself and carry myself in a way that just by my everyday actions, I presented myself in a way that when this, when, when a person that could relate to me, who I, who I was would see me from a mile away.
0: And when you say that, I know to the core of who I am, what you mean when you say that because when we got together, The second time, you were not in the best of ways. No, I wasn't. And I remember still saying to myself, nah, this is a gem right here. (laughs) And I remember laughing sometimes to myself of all the other girls that let you go. I was like, nah, fam, they fucked up because this right here, this shit is gold. I just need to dust it off a little bit, but it's there, you know? Yeah. And I could see that in you. So I truly believe that you even though you had lost your way a little bit in life you were still in core values what evil represented yeah. and i could see that shit in you and yes may it may have been the second time but you were that person before yeah you i was still that yeah person, you still yeah. held these core values that i truly was like so intrigued by yeah. and i knew that there was there was longevity in it yeah but it it, it takes takes one to know one you know
1: absolutely here's it's okay i'm just gonna think about how i want to say this because right right now i have it in thought Mm -hmm. some people may think like okay wow you know you dated this 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 beautiful girl in in college like and she wanted to be with you she was in love with you like how could you just turn away from that right because i had spent so much time knowing what i needed to do to be better in a relationship, I knew that in that current situation, I didn't have it to give. Mm. I had done so much self-reflecting in the past that I knew that emotionally I was in a place that for me to be where I wanted to be, I didn't have it in me to give it. And yeah. so and I was so sure of that, right? So when I saw you and you had we were in this place where like you had all these feelings for me, I knew myself well enough to know that to give you what you needed or to give you the best of me. I didn't have it, yeah. And I wouldn't. I would never, at that point in life, present myself anything less than.
0: And then fast forward five years.
1: So I was like, oh, I'm sorry, we I can't. We can't do this."
0: Yeah. And then fast forward five years, I've really got my shit together. Oh, yeah, you did. And then I had everything to give you. Yeah, you did. But was still willing to be like, I have it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not sure you're there right now, though. So I'm gonna be here. The less, yeah, yeah, less. Let's chat about no, you played, this. You, you
1: definitely played your cards right, for sure. Well, that
0: was because I really took the time to reflect mm-hmm. and say, what does Gina need? You know, not what I want. Because yeah. I can, you know, if you always act on your wants, you can get in a lot of trouble. I, yeah. I needed, I at that point in my life, I was looking for what I needed, not what I wanted. Um, But that was, do you have more? Or, uh, or, no, that's, like, so that's okay, it for that, that, to- that topic. Because, well, that was very insightful. And- the reason why I'm like kind of was smiling before is because the next thing that I want to share as a a piece of advice for men is something that I think that you do that is so profound in our relationship and now I kind of understand why you do it. You kind of answered one of my questions. So my advice is for men to in a relationship to let her be her.
1: That is very important.
0: You are the king of letting me spread my wings. And I never felt like there was a moment in our relationship where I could not be truly who I was in any interaction, whether it was socially, with my family, at work, um, whether I was going on vacation with friends, I was partying, you let me be me. And every time you did that, it gave even more value to me as myself because it would make me say wow this this man really respects me this man really values me so he is letting me enjoy my autonomy as Gina but I know that there needs to be a respect level there and you would do it like it was like finessed so what I was going to ask you is or actually, first I want to say is that I always got the impression from you and I, I, I impression, but this is what I would receive from you energetically is that you are always so confident and you were always so very. You have like a very high self-esteem. Yeah. I did, And I wanted to ask you, where do you think you got that from? But I feel like you kind of answered that already, which kind of blows my mind because I was going to ask you it. And as you were saying what you said just previously about this self-reflection that you did and looking back at other relationships of how you could have improved and where you fell short, that built your confidence, that yeah. built your self-esteem.
1: Yeah. It made me very sure of my capabilities in a relationship. Yeah. You know, it, there's a, I heard, I once heard somebody say how do you know where you're going if you don't know where you've been. So when it came to our relationship, um knowing where I had to go was a direct product of realizing where I've been. Yeah. And it's funny that you mentioned that in our relationship because I was so sure of what I needed to do in a relationship to make to make it have the best chance ever, right? I, I knew how what I needed to do to perform my best, right? And yeah. all I could ever do in a relationship is bring my best foot forward. If that's not enough for that current situation, then I can't I can walk away from the from the situation saying I gave it my best, mm-hmm. right? Because I that was my thing. I always strive to like how can I deserve to be with the best person to treat me the best if I'm not bringing my best in every single situation? So with you it was a bit of an experiment because I noticed that you were like a social butterfly. Mm -hmm. And I know that that may be problematic for a lot of men. And so I said to myself, this is an interesting situation here. This is is an opportunity. I obviously am very confident that I bring value to this relationship. Mm -hmm. And she can see that because I demonstrate that regularly and I show her. I want her to be able to be in a relationship where she has someone treating her like she deserves and also allows her to be who she is as a person freely what will that environment do for her as far as her feelings for the man that she's with right that was my thesis on all of that like i need i was wondering what would be the product of that right so i decided to try to to create it and to see how you would respond to it because for me if it worked out perfectly that would be amazing for me you would look at me like this man loves me so much and he lets me be who I want to be. How could I not see this and feel like I'm like one of the luckiest persons ever?
0: And that's exactly how I felt. Because it was my risk.
1: Two, it was a risk.
0: My two past relationships were men who felt the complete opposite yes. about that. That they wanted to apply restrictions to who yeah. I was. And once I got a taste of that, I immediately knew that I did not want that. And there was no way that I was going to be with a man that was going to say to me, you can't be free and have fun and enjoy life and be with your friends. There was no way because to me that is part of my life. So to say that I can't do those things, you want to restrict me because of your own lack of self-confidence, because of your own lack of self-esteem, that's not fair to me as an individual interestingly enough i know a lot of people have been reading about this thing that just came out about jonah hill and his ex-girlfriend
1: i did i caught some snippets of that
0: so his ex-girlfriend releasing these text messages that they had between them and i thought it was an interesting thing that i wanted to touch on because jonah hill um came out with a documentary with his therapist where you know he talks about how this therapist really helped him and a lot of people in the comment section were saying that how he was being manipulative because he was basically using the things that he learned in therapy to try to manipulate the situation that he was in with his ex-girlfriend by saying things to her like i don't want you posting um pictures of you in a bathing suit on instagram i don't want you hanging out with men that are surfers meanwhile she's a she's like a surfer you know that's her career Um, I don't want you hanging out with friends that don't have anything good going on in their life. He just basically listed off a number of things that were claim unclaimed boundaries for him. These are my boundaries. And if you can't respect these boundaries, then if these things, and then he like politely said, if these things bring you joy, then we're not meant for each other. But the way that he framed it was these are my boundaries. And I don't think he really understood what a boundary for an individual means. And the reason why I bring this up is because in those moments where you gave me the space to be me, to let me be me and to spread my wings, that did not mean that you didn't have your own boundaries. Things that you said, go out and do you go out and have a good time, you know. Go and build your career, but my boundaries are: I don't want to be lied to. I expect you to. I expect loyalty. Um,
1: I expect you to represent us in every aspect of the way when you're by yourself.
0: Yeah, and I expect you to, you know, like really value our commitment to each other. Those were like your three things: like, don't lie. Don't break my trust and respect our commitment. And those were your boundaries. As long as I didn't cross any of those boundaries, as long as I wasn't going out and doing things and not telling you, and, you know, I can't tell you how many times Evo and I have gone out to, you know, an event or a club, and he's walked away from me, and he's come back, and there's been a guy there talking to me, and the minute he comes back, and Evo may have been gone for, like, five minutes, the guy that's talking to me already knows that I have a husband, and soon as evil would walk up he'd be like oh wow this is him because i find the most slickest ways to like just drop in that because i don't humans are humans they're going to want to interact with each other so i'm going to let a person come up to me and if it's a man trying to engage with me where he's looking to you know maybe because he's interested i'm gonna let him say what he's got to say and i'm like that's really nice you know my husband's over there actually getting me a drink or whatever the case is i will immediately apply that information because i'm still respecting your boundaries i'm valuing our commitment i'm valuing you know our my loyalty to you so i think sometimes those two things get misconstrued when you say to someone i don't want you to do these things that's a restriction that's not a boundary and a boundary should apply to you not to them
1: yeah you no, know, yeah, I, I, or I, I agree
0: or these within your relationship as 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 two partners. How do we feel together? What are things that we mutually feel like we should not go past? So
1: you feel like that he should his his um, his approach on that situation should have been more so like I'm not comfortable with certain situations. Mm-hmm. Right. Not not that if you're going to be with me, you can't do these things mm-hmm. more like this is your lifestyle mm-hmm. and I respect your lifestyle. And this is just not for me yes and just respectfully bow out of that situation correct
0: because he knew going in you know he slid into her dms
1: mm. and then he tried to he tried to change her it sounds i like, don't even know if he it was. Sounds trying to, like yeah, it. It, sounds it sounds like yeah it sounds like a, he's and trying to like i don't
0: want to speculate but it definitely sounds like he was saying these things that you do that are part of your life currently mm-hmm. i don't want these things to be done yeah. That is a restriction. Yeah, that is not of, yeah, a boundary. Yeah,
1: d- definitely part of you know part of my whole approach was, I accepted you for who you are as a person, mm-hmm. and so noticing that you love to be out when you're out and about and we're in social settings, you love to engage in mentally stimulating conversations mm-hmm. about many different topics, and mm-hmm. I can and I know this about you. I know I know how. You know the exchange of 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 interest and certain things, or like you know, um, you learning about things that you're interested in from another person that has a similar interest, and that they tell you something about what it is that you're interested in that you don't know creates a great conversation. You can exchange information back and forth and feed each other knowledge about something that you have a common interest in. And I see the way that you light up, and I love watching you light up like that. You know, Um, I feel very confident enough to not be bothered by that because i know that if you were to mishandle that situation and betray me in a way that was um you know you were taking advantage Mm -hmm. basically because you were given the space to engage with another person that may have shown interest to you Mm -hmm. at the end of the day yeah that's a risk that i'm willing to take
0: yeah
1: i know that i'm a lot of people probably listen to this like yo like that's crazy i would never i would never create that opportunity right but that's where i see the opportunity that's where i see the ability to build strength mm-hmm. by creating those situations and building the foundation of being able to respectfully exist in those spaces and i know that if it did not go the way as planned that i could walk away with my head high saying i did my best to try to make that work and it wasn't me it wasn't me and i just find confidence in that right that's that's why that's why you were like you you were so attracted to that confidence in me because i I just was always, always, always okay with it.
0: I just feel like the concept of everything in moderation can be really applied yeah. to any situation. I I almost feel like if you think about restriction or the the, the controlling aspect of something. If someone says, I'm going to try this particular diet and I'm not going to eat this particular food It's been proven time and time again when you restrict something that you normally should be intaking, like 95% of the people fall off the bandwagon and they go right back to consuming that, you know, piece of food because it should be part of their diet, right? Mm-hmm. So me socializing, me interacting with people, me having engaging conversation should be part of my everyday life. But if my partner's telling me, no, you can't do that, yeah. maybe I'm going to be able to uh, uphold that for a little bit. But that shit is going to come seeping out of me and it's going to cause a relationship to be unhealthy. Do you want to be in an unhealthy relationship? Because yeah. then you're going to create unhealthy habits and unhel- unhealthy um, interactions between you and your partner and I don't really think that that is like if there is a goal in a relationship I don't think that is the goal yeah and I think people confuse those two things I understand that jealousy is a very natural human emotion but there is a big difference between healthy jealousy and and unhealthy jealousy mm-hmm. you know sometimes you could feel a little jealous and you could feel like you want to be per- per- protective of your partner you want to you know guard them from things but then there's the type of jealousy that makes you want to control your partner makes you want to con- restrict them from doing things and I myself have had past partners where that's the type of um, that's the type of tactic that they would try to implement and our relationship was you know trying to control what I did and for any men out there listening that shit doesn't work because what winds up happening is if your partner is smart enough and truly loves themselves, they're not going to allow someone to control their life. They want someone to enjoy a life mm-hmm. with, to build a life with. And it doesn't work on so many levels. Because even for the partner that is controlling, that shit becomes exhausting. Why would you want to try to be controlling another human being? That means that you're going to then be lacking growth on yourself because you're you're exhorting... Um, Exerting so much of your energy into that into that other action Believe it or with not, that partner—it's
1: actually for somebody who's insecure, it's not exhausting because they're Ugh. they're they're what they're doing, that's Gina. That's worrisome is that for me. It's it's but see, that's hard. I can understand how that's hard for you to wrap your head around, right? But it's, it's not. It's,
0: but I I I hear you. What they're
1: doing, Gina, is that they're protecting their insecurities, and there's no that does that doesn't you you don't get tired of protecting yourself. Defense is a natural thing to do, right? Throw your hands up, put your guard up, figure out how to way not to get hurt. Well, right, you it's, do
0: get tired.
1: Okay, you work, but you what will I'm saying is that you're, down. you're saying that controlling someone can be exhausting. Mm-hmm. The controlling portion comes from the insecurity, yeah, right? No, I... I'm trying to control you so mm-hmm. that you don't make me feel insecure, mm-hmm. right? So your actions don't trigger my insecurity. So mm-hmm. if I can control your actions then I won't feel these emotions of insecurity when in reality I should be dealing with my insecurities so that your actions don't trigger my emotions, right? But then that goes back to what I was saying earlier, which is reflecting upon yourself to improve yourself so that you're always walking around confident about who you are and the situations around you, they don't manipulate the way that you feel.
0: I completely agree. Right. But I do know that being in this like constant survival mode for your insecurities will wear you down.
1: Well, it's I believe it's easier to try to control the environments around you than to control yourself, right? Because you're battling yourself. You're like that is the your 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 hardest competition is yourself, right? Because yeah. you're 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 battling your own strength. Mm-hmm. How are you stronger than yourself?
0: Yeah,
1: it's a mental battle, right? So it's almost easier to like battle somebody else and control somebody else than to to deal with it yourself.
0: I yeah I I would agree I think it's I just, also I also think it's kind of like a paradox where you think it's easier but it's actually not easier. No, you're
1: absolutely right. It's it's mm. so
0: you you wind up just constantly going around and around.
1: I feel like that that's
0: debatable. That's definitely debatable. Yeah, okay. because
1: I've been see I, I I'm saying I'm saying that because I've been there, mm-hmm. right? I wasn't secure. I've you know, I've ruined relationships from my own insecurities mm-hmm. by being jealous, but. Once I lose that that situation again, I'm looking at like I'm able to see myself like, yeah, I was acting crazy. Mm -hmm. I never want to act like that ever again, and I never did, you know. So and I corrected that, and then therefore jealousy became something that was, you know, part of my past and not something that existed within me. And then throughout the years, I learned how to even dial it even more, Mm -hmm. you know. Well, thank
0: Uh, God for that because. If yeah. men are worried about women going out there and, you know, deceiving them and they think that that's not going to happen because they're controlling their women's actions, I'm sorry to say it's. If it's, if it's within that person to do it, whether, gonna do it anyway. w- whether you're good to them, whether yeah. you're controlling them, whether you're fucking crazy. If an individual is going to do what they want, regardless. And I think that that is the, one of the main reasons why when you and I got together, we understood that about each other. I'm like, he's great to me. I'm going to be great to him. I'm not going to be jealous because it's wasted energy for me. Whether this man is going to value and honor the way that I am tor- towards him. I leave that to him, but I'm putting my best foot forward. And I'm not afraid to potentially lose in that aspect cuz I think that's what some people are afraid of. If they don't if they can't control it, they feel like they lose. And man, there are things in life that you can control the controllables. Exactly. And l- let re- let everything else go, with God, please. So <laughs> <laughs> literally, what's your last thing?
1: Uh so we got to wrap this up. The last thing that I have as far as advice for men goes is to, um, kind of rolling off of my first advice. You know, when you're looking to be in a relationship, when you feel like you're ready to like do this thing that you're seeing everybody else do, you want to settle down. You want to become. You want to be in something serious. You know, you want to create a family. You want to. You want to have a long-term relationship. Um, make sure that you've that you've settled. Your own personal traumas, hmm. and I've said this before, and I've, we've spoken about this in previous episodes. But I felt like this this was really important for this particular episode because it goes hand in hand with um, being able to build a fruitful relationship with a significant other. Um,
0: or, can I ask you this? Yeah. Could they be actively working on healing they those traumas? They can be,
1: right? They they definitely can be, um, because I, I think... know, I know, I know. I definitely did, and we, I, we, you know, we've worked through some traumas. Yeah, in and our relationship. I
0: would say that I'm currently still working on past yes. traumas. Yes. So,
1: but I think that I'm speaking for the people that aren't where we are. You know, that's something that unfolded throughout our relationship, and you know, we were well enough to be able to recognize those things and work with each other through them.
0: Yeah, but not everybody's equipped. Not for everybody's
1: that. equipped for that. Um, so this is more so for the people that aren't there. And I would like to advise them to take the opportunity to seek out your traumas, settle them. Um, because speaking for myself and a lot of the men before me, you know, we were raised, you know, not with a lot of you know love and care. You know, we weren't raised to to be kind and loving. You know, to to our to our loved ones. Yeah. You know, and we weren't taught to deal with our emotions when it comes to pain or how to deal with them um in a
0: healthy way in
1: a healthy way yes and so what that ends up what that ends up doing is because you're not processing it you end up suppressing it right that hurt that was traumatic i just want to forget about it i don't want to think about it because every time i think about it it hurts so what's that that's be, that's it being suppressed right and so emotions are And eruptions of of feelings. And when you Mm -hmm. take something that's eruptive and you suppress it, you you put pressure in a box. Mm -hmm. And we all know that pressure busts pipes. So if you're walking around with a pressure box inside of your your heart, eventually you're going to find yourself in a situation where that thing has been packed down for so long and then something happens within your relationship that you're currently in that triggers that and it comes out explosive. And... Then you pass these traumas on into your own relationship. And, and, and Evo
0: if, you have felt that firsthand for me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We went through something like that. Yeah. Um and so being able to sort these things out prior to being in a relationship only sets you up for um having a better opportunity to be able to pass on healthy ways of dealing with emotions to The person that you're with Mm -hmm. and potentially children that you may have, you know, because you can do it like we did where you just, you know, it unfolds in a relationship, you know, but that shit is a lot of work.
0: Uh, Yeah, and I thank God that Evo is the selfless loving human being that he is because when my past traumas erupted because that's what happened and to give a little insight so that people aren't completely lost. I have a lot of childhood trauma. That I packed in real good. Real good. Real good. And Evil thought I was was, just.
1: That shit was Pandora's box. Yeah.
0: Evil just thought I was just like this well machined oil. And then one day he walked in the house and I was broken in pieces. Yeah. And uh, I'm still on that journey. And I think giving that advice to anybody is so helpful. Because I wish someone would have told me that. You yeah. know, hey, you know, seek some help for these things that you have gone through and are going through. But that's why I say, could they be actively working on it? Yeah, they
1: can be actively working on it. But just understand that, you know, you're you're potentially bringing something into your relationship that doesn't really need to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, fortunately for us, you know, we've been able to weather the test of time and we've been able to work through it. And it's brought us, it's brought us closer together.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I would say that, to give a little bit of time reference, that happened about ten years in. Yeah. So.
1: So you know, it's brought it's brought us closer together, and that's one of the things that have built a strong relationship that people see when they see us, you know, happily together, right? We've we've worked through these traumas, but people who aren't properly equipped to deal with these traumas eventually split because they don't know how to process these emotions they almost you know point at each other like yo you got issues i can't deal with this shit Mm -hmm. i'm out of here fuck this shit i got my own issues to deal with and you can see how just even speaking about it in that way doesn't complement a relationship so if you find yourself kind of like, you know, looking over at the grass screen on the other side and you see people that look like they've been in a long relationship and you want to kind of like, you know, get into that because you're tired of the dating scene. And from what I heard is rough out there right now. You yeah. know, and there's a lot of people that just don't believe that they can be in, a, you know, in actual relationships because there's probably a lot of people walking around with a lot of fucking trauma, unresolved trauma.
0: Yeah, because the grass is always greener. But when you pick that shit up, it's there's brown. There's dirt. There's brown on the
1: there. other side of that grass. So, you know.
0: And as homeowners, we know that firsthand. Yeah, as homeowners. <laughs> um, but that is um, that's wonderful advice, Evo. Let's go to the cards and we're yes. wrap this episode All right.
1: up. What color you want?
0: I don't give a fuck. Just give me anything.
1: I'll fuck it. I'll fuck it. I'll fuck it. Here you go. Look. Pick a card. Any card. Okay. Oh. Uh oh. I don't like the sound of that.
0: Okay. Here we go. Talk to me. What do you got? What lie have you told so much that you believe it? That now you believe it?
1: Fuck. That's a tough one cuz I'm yeah. not I'm I, I'm
0: Yeah, you're not a liar. I'm not
1: a liar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I just I'd rather just put the truth out there. Um What lie have I told so much?
0: I don't even think you want to think about that like literally. Nah. Like think about it maybe in a less literal way like not an actual lie that you told someone has there something you've told yourself
1: i mean i've lied to myself plenty of times and told myself that i'm gonna be all right you know
0: that's what i was getting at yeah because i've seen you do that and sometimes it hurts me to see you say that you know like just recently you know the passing of of your dad people would ask you how you were and you would say that you were fine and I you were lying right through your teeth.
1: Yeah, so I'm a I'm a firm believer on the power of perspective, right? And so I, I believe that our emotions are based off of purely what we see and what we hear, what we experience. And so if I believe if I can manipulate the experience and and perceive it in a way that is beneficial for me, I can then control my own emotions. Mm. And so I may lie to myself or you may call it a lie. Based on what reality actually is. So that I can see it differently. So that I can feel better about it.
0: Okay. What's mine say?
1: Um. Who, who of my friends or acquaintances do you feel has a negative influence on me? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I already know the answer to this question. We don't have to... <laughs> <laughs> that's a beautiful thing about being in a relationship right we are very open about the way that we feel
0: okay i can't name no names no you're not gonna name but them. there are two people one is an old friend and one is like a particularly new friend
1: but is he really a friend no uh, he's not
0: well if it was up to me he wouldn't even be an acquaintance
1: yeah well but that's not a friend
0: okay well you know who this person yeah i know both of them okay and the and the older friend i'm not saying that they're a bad influence on evil i don't think evil is not easily influenced no. so it's not like this guy is coming around is like yo man fuck all your morals and let's go do this no i just think that this person is a like kind of a loose cannon and the things that they say and do around you i think are weird <laughs> <laughs> Are weird and the new the new person who at one time, I think you felt like was a friend. From the minute I met I met this person, I was like,
1: "They are full of shit." So yeah, I was trying to be a good friend to this person. It was one of those situations where I was bringing my best to a relationship to try to develop something that I felt had good potential. Yeah. Um.
0: Not to get to, we don't need yeah. to get too deep into it, and yeah. I just felt like that, that person was, was full of shit, and was I was a hundred percent right. <laughs> so all right so that brings us to the end of the episode i thank everybody for joining us it feels good to be back and until next week ladies and gentlemen on spark talk fridays where we are creating conversations about life peace out early oh (laughs) peace out
1: peace out